I want you to go to Psalms 133. The church must be R-rated. How's that for a title? I always talk about getting a sermon that's got a title with a hook in it. Well, somebody sees this CD, they're going to want to pick up his CD. The church must be R-rated. Psalms 133. We'll read 1, 2, and 3. Are you there? Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. This is one of the keys why Orchardville Church has done so good so many years. Because there's not always been a bunch of squabbling and fighting and bickering. And any church that has the crux of the issue of winning people to Jesus, I think, and they keep that foremost within their thinking, that church will sail real good. But churches that they forget that, they forget that is their uh, uh, even reason for existing, uh, then there will eventually the, the, the sight becomes more inward instead of outward and troubles will happen. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore. Now let me string verse 1 and that last verse together. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commands the blessing. Where? Where there's the most talent? No. Where there's the most money? No. Where there is unity. For there the Lord commands the blessing, even life forevermore. Father, I ask and pray to your God that you will uh, heighten every person's ability to be able to uh, uh, receive today. Help him, God, to receive this joyfully and gladly. We'd ask and pray, Lord, that you would quieten every baby. And, Lord God, you would energize every person to be able to hear and receive. In Jesus' name, amen. God is an R-rated God. The Bible is an R-rated Bible. The gospel is an R-rated gospel. And the church is an R-rated church. But we got to first realize that what R doesn't stand for, R doesn't stand for religion. If you immediately link religion with church, your thinking is wrong. Religion will drain the very life out of you. 300,000 churches in America right now, today, are not growing any at all. Why? They're suffering from a vitamin R deficiency. And once we get and know what this R word is, everything falls into place. Religion is made out of Teflon. People really never stick. They'll never really get it. Religion will never get you where you want to be. Religion will deceive you. Think of the millions of jihadists 
around the world right now and totally deceived in what they're doing. The crusaders a thousand years ago deceived as they was carrying the cross of Christ into Jerusalem and they would take Jewish people and round them up and put them in a synagogue and burn the synagogue down as Jewish people were screaming on the inside and around it. The crusaders were singing gospel hymns. They were deceived in that. That is not being the tool of the Lord Jesus. That's being the tool of the devil. Today, again, with the jihadists around the world, they are flat out deceived, thinking that what they are doing is carrying on the work of God, and it absolutely is not. And America, and this is not my soapbox, but I am very fearful of what Thomas Jefferson said 200 years ago, that our very freedoms may be the thing that hangs us in the end. Abraham Lincoln, and man, you got to love the things that guy said. Abraham Lincoln said, our Constitution is not a suicide pact. I love that. Where people, oh, no, they've got to, and this whole thing, and people say, oh, I know where he's going with it. This whole thing with the, with the mosque that they're wanting to build. They've got a constitutional right to build the mosque at ground zero. That is true. But it's not right. They have a constitutional right, but it's not right. Ben Franklin said, you have a right to swing your arms, but that right ends where my nose begins. (laughs) And if they're using this to, to poke a stick in the eye of America, it's just not right. Religion, again, will deceive you. If you have one in the Christian faith and it is nothing more than a religion, nothing more in your mind, there is absolutely no link up with God in a true fashion. It's just things that you do and it's just something that has been maybe perhaps ingrained in you from a youth and there's really nothing there to connect you to God. It is religion. The Bible uses the term religion one time in the New Testament and calling it a Christianity is a pure religion. It separates what Christianity is from every other thing and ism in this world today. Do you realize that Christianity is the only religion in the world that has a songbook? We're the only ones got anything to sing about. (laughs) Don't let... That R word become a word to you that is basically a rote or a rut. To where I just go through what I'm going through with no feeling whatsoever. If you are singing Amazing Grace today and you sing it and when you're done singing it, you think, well, what song did we just sing? That's rote. That song, the first time you heard it in the first year you was converted, tears welled up into your eyes and it was just an overwhelming experience for you to realize God's grace in my life. But if we're not careful, that becomes rote. 
That becomes mechanical. How many here when you first went to your job, maybe you work in a factory, and man, you just had to stay, you just had to stay focused. Oh, oh it's what I gotta do. I gotta do this, and after that I gotta do this, and then I gotta do this. And in three months' time, you're doing all them things without even thinking about it. We gotta be careful. The same thing can happen to us in the Christian faith to where we're just doing things by rote. Come weal or woe, our status is quo. I never want to be that way. I want to have a fresh touch and a fresh feeling in my life. And I've got a lot of sermons at home, and I could just pick them out, just anyone I wanted to, and preach it. And there's going to be people here that's going to be helped. They're going to be influenced by that, and that would be a blessing in their life. It won't be a blessing in my life. Because you know what I'm doing now? I'm just coasting. I've got to constantly be in the Word, constantly be finding something to where I feel that's going to be beneficial, not only to the church, but to me as well. Fresh manna. And if you get it and try to store it and to where you're not actually involved in getting to where God wants you to be, what would happen to the manna? It would rot. Don't let that happen in your life. Church growth and the church experience is R-rated, and I'm telling you, R is not for rules. If all you've got is the law of God in your head, it's always going to be in your right to stone somebody. Well, the law says... This woman has done sinful deeds, and the law says we're going to stone her to death. And the only one that had the right to do it wouldn't pick up a rock. All them other rascals that stand there so smugly saying, let's kill her. And Jesus reached down and wrote something in the sand. I think he wrote every one of their names of their girlfriends in the sand. <laughs> Why, ooh. What's church, church growth and church all about? I think it's rated R, and that R word is relationship. Where religion is made out of Teflon, relationship is made out of Velcro. You think of this, any person that says, oh, that church, they're just not friendly, they just really don't care. And if your idea is to be the last one here and the first one out and you not talk to anybody, that's not our fault. You think of if we had it up here on the screen to where it showed an electrical cord and that electrical cord is laying on the floor and there's a plug-in, an outlet right there on the wall 16 inches up from the floor, and that plug's not plugged in. You, as a plug, need to be plugged in. And I ain't talking about your head here. I'm not talking about that. I need plugs myself. <laughs> relationship. King David, a man after God's own heart, he had a relationship. Moses. A man that knew God face to face. He had a relationship. Abraham, a friend of God. He had a relationship. Socrates said, friends, there are no friends. Well, Socrates didn't know Jesus. 
There's an old song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. How many's heard that song? Great song. There's a song, No One Ever Cared for Me Like Jesus. See, church growth is relationship. Personal growth is relationship. Personal growth is relationship. I want, uh, I want Scott back there, if he will, to stand in that corner right over there. And who, we, who can I pick on over here? I need, uh, let's see, Brother Sharp. I'll pick on Brother Sharp. Uh, if you would, stand back there in that corner. And I need, I need Jeremy to stand right here. I want these guys in the corner. Yep. I want you guys both to take 15 steps this direction. Now take 10 steps real fast. <laughs> and now take five steps. You, you, hold on. You take, uh, 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 Brother Sharp, take eight steps real fast right here. <clears throat> and now take uh, 10 steps this direction. Take three steps. Take two steps. Take two more steps. Shake each other's hand. Thank you very much. You can be seated now. With Jeremy being a representation of Jesus, and he may look like what Jesus looks like. Who knows? And these guys here being a rep representation of someone within the church, what happens is automatically, automatically, the closer they get to Jesus, the closer they get to one another. It's an automatic deal. Automatic. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer we're going to get to one another. I think that that holds true with any family, with any church. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer we're going to get to one another. Jesus said, you are my friends if you do. He did not say, you are my friends if you don't do something. Well, preacher, I don't smoke, drink, and chew, and I don't date girls that do. To be a friend of Jesus is to do something. When Paul was saved 2,000 years ago, he said two things. Who art thou, Lord? And then he said, what would you have me to do? He didn't say, what would you have me not to do? I'm a firm believer if we'll spend all the, our time doing what we do and want to do and need to do, we won't have time to do the don't, so you won't, so you don't. And I can't repeat that. <clears throat> Jesus said, you're my friend if you do what I command you to do. What did he command us to do? 
One, to abide in me is what Jesus said. A-I-M, abide in me. Our aim should be exactly that, abiding in the Lord Jesus. What else? He said to bear forth fruit. God told Israel, do not cut down the tree that's bearing forth fruit. Young people, you have got to stay connected. You've got. It's a must. One of the greatest things these young people can do is to have a good Christian friend. It helps them stay connected. And in doing that, they'll be able to bear forth fruit. We want to do something right here. This very first group over here, I want you all to stand up and say it as loud as you can, Jesus is Lord. Stand up and say that. Now, say it. Stay standing. This section, this second uh, section, easy for you to say, me to say. All stand up and say it together with this group right here. Ready? Say it. This section right here, all stand up. You guys remain standing. All say it together now. This section right here, all stand up. Norm's ready. Say it together. Everybody. This section right here, all stand up together. Let's say it. This section over here, stand up. All say it together. Now let's do it. This side of the balcony, all stand up. Let's say it together. This side of the balcony, all stand up. Say it together. Praise God. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, Centralia, you'll need to stand and do all that as well, although you don't have no balconies, but it'll still work. (laughs) Jesus said, love one another even as I have loved you. Love one another. There's going to be times that people get out of sorts. I mean, it ain't like that there's 20 people here, okay? We understand that. And we got to work with one another as well we can, right? Somebody told me that they'd be a pastor if it wasn't for the people. Well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with that. I've told this before, but uh, there are people that don't wave at me and they can't stand me, which I'm a lovable little fuzzball. And why people wouldn't like me, I don't know, but there are. Probably because over the year, things that I've said and things that I've done. That's basically why people don't like you, but it's one of those things. Uh, there are people that won't wave. I continue to wave at them, and, and it's just like that they just dislike me that much more. Or someone says, I hate that guy. He stole my girlfriend, and I'll never like him again. Well, I've heard stories. I'll give you one. Jim and Jack both like the same girl. And they both kind of courted her, but she was more partial to Jim, and Jim married her. And Jack, he just pined away his days. Jim, Jim, lucky Jim, how I wish I were him. And just day after day, Jim, Jim, lucky Jim, how I wish I were him. He'd stay to see him together, maybe at the grocery store. And she's a beautiful gal. And say, Jim, Jim, lucky Jim, how I wish I were him. Well, Jim died. And eventually, Jack married 
this gal. And after being married to her for about six weeks, he went out to the cemetery and he was laying on Jim's grave saying, Jim, Jim, lucky Jim, I wish I were him. May not work out like you think. Church must be R-rated. It's about relationships. Relationships. I've seen it time and time again. People that make friends with someone here in the church, it immediately, it's like they're plugged in. Immediately they feel apart. Relationships. It's a grand thing. God looked at that day that Adam and Eve had sinned, and God said, Adam, where? What's the next word? Are you? But think of the letter R. See, the relationship had been broken. That's what God was more concerned about with anything else. The relationship was not there. And the Lord knows this. R will produce C. Relationship will produce commitment. It will. It will. The more you had the relationship of that fiance and then eventually you were married, produces commitment. A few years after me and Kay had been married, I was driving down the road and pickup truck and and she's on the other side, and she said, I just don't know what's, what's happened to us. And I said, what? What are you talking about? Well, when we was dating and first married, when people meet us, it was like there was one body and two heads that was driving the, <laughs> the vehicle. I was, you know, we were just so close at one time, and we, just, we were just so close, and I don't, what's happened to us? And I said... Well, I'm where I'm, I was always been. <laughs> right. You don't want to mess with me. <laughs> there will be people today that will go public with their relationship with Jesus Christ by being water baptized. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah, give him a hand. And all those, on that note, all those that will be water baptized, we ask you to go get ready right now and then uh, come back and sit on that side of the building if you would. Everybody that's going to be water baptized. The rest of everyone, let's all stand. I was coming back from St. Louis the other day and couldn't get the radio stations that I'd normally listen to, so I was scanning the dial and I found uh, uh, 99.1 Joy FM. And I thought, Joy Taylor's station right here. <laughs> to have the joy of God in our life. And again, with, with relationship, think of this. There is elation in relation. The very word, elation, joy, joyful, is in the word relation. 
If we will have a relationship with Jesus and in turn have that close relationship one with another, it will bring great, great, great dividends in your life. It really will. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you, God, for this day and for the time to be able to share your word with your people. And, Lord, right now we ask and pray, dear God, that every person here would know more than they ever have before the importance of relationship day by day, heartfelt relationship with you. And we're asking and praying, God, if there's someone here this morning that they've never said yes to you and who you are, we're praying, God, that you would knock. You would knock on their heart. And today would be the day that they would say, I want that relationship with Jesus in my life. I want that. I want that. I want that. God, make that a reality. There are people here, Christian people here, that they've got in a rut or in, a, in just a rote of doing things. Lord, rekindle and energize that desire to want you more and to know you more, just like they was when they was first converted. Rekindle that in their heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. These altars are open. Somebody called me the other day and said, I've never been in a church to where it feels as comfortable to go to the altar as it does at Orchardville Church. And man, that was music, music, music to my ears. Because we never have been a church to where I wonder what they're going to the altar for. No, we all need to make trips to the altar from time to time. We all do. As they sing. I will not fear, fear not for fear. you. 
something here today. Alfred, he came forward for salvation. So we're proud of him today. Praise God for that. Man. Hallelujah. 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 It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardbuildchurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.